0: Hallelujah.
1: Come on, you can be seated for just a few minutes, I guess. Hallelujah. We got a couple things we need to take care of. Woo. Hey, it is good to see everybody this morning. I snuck out on you all Wednesday. See, if you weren't here Wednesday, you didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That's all right. We were in church. Don't worry. We, we went down to my, my oldest son's graduation. Richie graduated college. Hallelujah. Jesus Listen, if you got a kid in college, you know how that is, feels, and it's like, you mean I may have some money to go to McDonald's? Well, it wasn't quite that bad, but you know, it's exciting that now he's getting to move off into his, his portion of life and get a big boy job, and <laughs> that's what I always say. He works now, he supports himself anyways, but uh, so yeah, so uh, we did get to watch it on live stream. I know there was a few problems with the computer on Wednesday, but uh, Jonathan did, did a great job, man, I appreciate him stepping up. And uh, sharing, as he said, since he doesn't preach, uh, we're just going to teach him how to share longer and longer. ain't that right? Uh, going to get some of y'all to learn how to share also. So, but anyways, no, we, we ran down there and uh, had a good time and got to come home. I always like to be home, though. I, I don't like missing church, man. If I'm not here, I'm in a church somewhere. We looked high and low for a good church in the area we were in, and it was just like we had to sit there and watch it online. Because it was just where we were at in the bottom end down there of Shalmet, it was hard to find something within about a 30-minute drive in New Orleans traffic. We're like, well, we just, we had to stay, you know, my son's apartment. But but listen, we've, we've got a baby dedication today. Hallelujah. Uh, so we're going to get the family to go ahead and start making the way up here. They wanted all of the family. Come on. Yeah, y'all, come on. They wanted all the family today. So we're going to get to do a baby dedication, and I'm doing it a little earlier so that they can get ready to get back and pick up the bass guitar and all that stuff, you know. And uh, hallelujah. Good to see all you guys. What about them cubs, huh? Okay. Yeah, y'all go on that side. Come on over on this side. Y'all come over on the other side. You know, baby dedications are always interesting. You know, like number one, how you doing? Is, is why do we even do a baby dedication, right? Well, you know, the, the scripture, yeah, young, come on, on this side. The scripture shows us that we have one of the children that, that was brought to the temple, brought to Eli, right? We're going to dedicate Eli today, Elijah. But he was brought to the temple because she told the Lord, if you let me have a son, I'll give him back to you. So we dedicate the child to, to show that this child is the Lord's. But we're not going to leave him here. I don't think mamas and papas and ponies and, and, and all of the rest of them. I don't even remember what all. Huh? Tawny will be okay for a little while. Uh, and, and then we see in the New Testament that Jesus was brought at a different time. He was much older, right? And so what we're doing today is, is, is we're bringing Eli, Elijah, and we're dedicating him, saying that he is the Lord's. We're giving him back. The family is doing that, but we're also charging the family with some. Uh, some biblical charge, right, to raise him up, and we're also gonna—I'm gonna speak to you—is—is as, as the congregation as well, Amen. So we have all these lovely people up here. Can I hold him for a second? Here, you hold that? He doesn't generally cry when I hold him. Come on, buddy. yeah. Um. Well, you know why he doesn't cry? Because I'm taller than his mom and daddy, and his barometer and his behind, and so he wants to be tall. We figured that out already. If you sit down with him, he cries. When you stand up, he doesn't. It's like, how does he know the difference? So, but I'm not going to stay up here all day. Well, listen, if you reach behind there, there's some oil right there. If you can open it up and give me a little bit. Want some? Pray with me. So, Father, we bless this child right now. You want to pray as well? We bless him in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And, Lord, you see his family has come here today to bring him back to you, O Lord. So, Lord, I pray a blessing upon him of health and strength. Lord, let him have dreams and visions of you. Let him be safe from sickness all the days of his life. But more importantly, (laughs) let him follow you in all that he does. In Jesus' mighty name. And I'm going to give him back to Papa before he starts crying anymore. There we go. And, Lord, I pray a blessing upon this family, Father. Lord, and I charge them that they will train up Eli in the ways of the Lord. They will train him up in your word, Father. They would teach him your scripture all the days of his life. And, Lord, we wait for the mighty things that you will do in his life. And I pray that he will bring you glory in all that he does. And that he will never walk away from you. Now, family, I charge you with this. That it takes a village to raise a child. And even if you're not necessarily living around them, it still takes a village. So I charge all of you that you will be a good inspiration for him and you will be a good example to follow in the name of Jesus, not worldly ways, but be a good example as well to teach him the scriptures. And when he gets out of line, maybe the flyswatter of correction or whatever is needed. But I also charge you as the family, because this is our family as well, to help raise Eli in the ways of the Lord. It is important that each one of us are are an example, because Eli is not only going to look at his parents and family, but he's going to look at friends. And I charge you to be an example, a godly example in his life and to help him as he goes throughout his life. Always direct him back to Christ in everything. Amen. Praying for this family as well as we pray for our church family. We pray for them. So, guys, you've got a lot of work ahead of you, but you all already know that. So especially Megan here with all the kids. Yeah, no. So, listen, thank you for bringing him today, but now he is yours. Oh, he's so cute. He's going back to sleep again. And I give him back to you in Jesus' name. Come on, y'all. Give, a, give some praise this morning for what God is doing. Y'all can go ahead and be seated. Give them a little bit of time to do that. See, we don't water baptize until a child is old enough to understand. That's my rule. I don't like to do water baptism until they until they understand what it is. Just like my own children. I, I wouldn't let my children get water baptized until they could explain to me the importance of it. <laughs> so they'd read the paper and then tell me what it said. I said, no, no, no. I want to know what it means, not what it said. Because to me, water baptism is an important thing. Amen. And so... Hey, listen, next week we're going to have our family day, and uh, y'all pray for the rain. We got a small chance on Saturday the way it looks so far, so we're praying that it doesn't rain. Um, but what we're going to need some help with is, uh, you know, we're going to have the barbecue pit out here, so we're going to have some people that are going to fire up the barbecue pit and help out with, the, with the hamburgers and hot dogs and all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, we're going to have that going on. We'll have the fun jump. We are going to have this side halfway blocked off because they're trying to bring some antique cars, so we're gonna have them there. Uh, We're also gonna have the blood bus out there, we're gonna put them out here as well, and we'll have tables underneath. So Wednesday after service, what we've done in the past is that we just get some people, we grab a bunch of tables and we set them in the foyer and we bring the chairs up here, so Wednesday, uh, Sunday morning when we get here, right, about nine o'clock, we can bring everything outside so we don't have to worry about scrambling that morning, okay? We're going to have the, the tables and chairs up here. We're going to have all the waters and everything and, you know, just the different foods we're going to have. But, you know, hey, if you're a guy and you want to help cook, where's, where's Jonathan at? Go, go talk to Jonathan. Huh? Talk to, that one. talk to that one. Yeah. Well, y'all just let him know so he knows all who's uh, – because he's got the barbecue pit. I know Tootie also – where's Tootie? He's hiding – oh, he's back in the back. Uh, he always does that and Chip, and there's other guys here, but I just know he's going to be pulling the barbecue pit. So it's in his house. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to have to uh, try to have a good time. Now, here's one of the questions. If you're wanting to donate blood, just raise your hand and tell me you are so I can kind of give them a count. All right, so I got two, three, four. Okay, hold on. Let me start over again. All right, raise your hand because I saw after I got past, I saw hands going up. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, so we got six at least. Seven back there. Okay. So we'll have, we'll have eight, eight of them probably by the time we do it. So I just got to let him know. Uh, and we're going to donate throughout the time. They're going to bring you all, you know, at different times to do that. Uh, so we're going to have a good time. Come, come dress to have fun. We're also going to honor our graduates next week. We've got our high school graduates. We've got some college graduates. And the district office is going to come and do a presentation as well uh, for another graduate that we've had. So we're going to have a lot of fun, man. So we're going to do, here's, here's the schedule. We're going to do a little bit of worship, maybe a lot. Who knows? We just let the Holy Ghost lead that. Uh, I promise not to talk too long, you know, as, as I generally do. And uh, we're going to honor these people that are going to be honored, and we're going to go out and have fun and invite your friends. Amen? That's why we do hamburgers and hot dogs, if you've ever wondered. I can cook a hamburger or a hot dog from frozen. I don't have to defrost it, right? And all of a sudden, we plan for 100 people to show up and 150 show up. We just throw more on the pit. They don't take no time at all. That's why we don't do gourmet food, and and we don't even try to ask for a bunch of desserts, because you know what happens? We run out of them, or we don't have enough, or, uh, or we have way too many. So this way, we keep it very easy and scalable. But what happens if we cook 150 people show up? That ain't never happened, so we don't have to worry about that. So but that's why we do simple meals for these. OK, if you want to bring your own drinks, bring your own drinks, bring your own ice chest, you know, and, and you can bring it out here as well. We just supply waters because it's simple uh, for things. But we're going to have a good time. Also, don't forget, we've got not this next weekend, but the weekend after we've got our ladies event. Come on now. We got our ladies event with Sue Richardson, just a housewife. Remember, she's going to come and preach on Saturday for us. And we're gonna have worship. We're gonna have a uh, service with her. With her, excuse me. And she's gonna be back on Sunday morning as well. She, powerful, powerful minister. Flows in the gift of prophecy. And, and we're gonna have a good time. She's always, always has a good time uh, ministering. And she's just as country as can be. I love her. So, uh, she's from Onalaska, Alaska. You, you got to be country to be from Onalaska. Alaska. So, but anyways, and we've got Open Heavens. If you've signed up for that and you want to ride with us on the bus, just put your name down in the back because I just need to know get a count for that. Okay, We're going to leave here about noon on Thursday, uh, heading over there, and that will be on June the 24th. So, yeah, we've got time, but I just need to know how to plan, and you need to get your hotel room. I don't want you to uh, miss that. And also, if you want to come to Bentley with us, we leave here at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, We jump on the bus. So if you want to go and experience that with us, man, we've been having an awesome time, guys. Uh, it's crazy because I'll start out preaching the same sermon sometimes, but it never comes out the same, does it, Jamie? And, and last, honestly, last week I was like, got up there. We did two songs, three songs, three songs and worship longer than we did here Sunday morning. And the last song just became a prophetic song because God was speaking over somebody in the congregation and just kept speaking to them. And it was an amazing move, and so we, it's a whole different environment, I promise you. It's, it's, a, it's a freedom that we don't necessarily get here, which is odd, and we're praying about why that is. Uh, so come, 4 o'clock, we got about 20-something seats, so come and enjoy it. We get back about 9.30, and the reason is, is because generally we stop and get some food on the way back. You know, we just like to eat, so, uh, but anyways, if you want to do that, come and be a part of it, and uh, man. Listen, there are things coming up that I'm not even going to share with you right now. Uh, I want us to move on to what God's doing. But just pay attention because there's things coming. Amen. There are things coming. And uh, God's doing amazing things here. But there's some exciting things in the next, hopefully within the next couple weeks, we'll be able to release to you uh, what God is doing. And uh, I've got some young men out here that are looking like they're ready to serve us. How's that eye, Connor? Getting better? Come on. Y'all keep praying. His eye is getting better. Uh Sister Minnie is at home, Amen. Uh, so I was looking for Hose. No. Oh, I thought he told me that she went home. Oh, well, that was him that was home then, because him where she's at. So maybe I, I know what it was. Is it was he was telling me he was on his way home, and I was asking about her. Okay. Okay. So so keep praying for for Miss Minnie. We need to pray for that that healing upon her because we need a, a a healing, complete restoration. Okay. I'm sorry. I thought she was home already. But when she gets home, y'all need to let us know so we can uh, take care of that because y'all know how people are. Yes, ma'am. Awesome. Yeah, don't tell him to tell me because you know how that is. So, but listen, if you're visiting with us, my name is Richard. I'm the pastor and I'm a little weird sometimes, but I like to have fun and I'm in charge, so I get to have fun and being, you know. Um, we're not asking you to give. If you want to give, feel free to give. Feel free to, to bless the Lord. But we're givers here at this church and God blesses our faithfulness. He blesses this church's faithfulness because it's many years of faithfulness. So today, if you want to give, you can go on the website, newlifeag.church. There's a little giving tab up there. And uh, you can also do text or you can give here, at, you know, write a check to New Life. Or you can even do cash. We still take cash. Uh, only in the denomination of hundreds. Uh, no, uh, not 100 pennies, but I'm sorry, I'm picking. But no, we, we bless the Lord. And listen, we, we know what it's like to see God move upon us. You know, it, we, we sowed that seed into those Bibles back in November, and God has been pouring out his blessings here, and we've been able to, to help more missionaries. We've been able to help more people. And you know what? And God's still leaving more than enough for us. And so we're finding ways to, to help people. Why? Because God's bringing it to us to be able to help people. And that's why there's other ministries fixing to start. There's other things. It's because of the faithfulness of the people and faithfulness of our God. Amen. So let's pray this morning and and we're going to allow you to have a time to give and bless the Lord. Amen. So, Father, we thank you that we get to be here today. And Lord, we pray that you would receive these gifts, receive these tithes. Lord, use them around the world and multiply them here. God, I just I love to hear the stories of your faithfulness, of how people sow into the kingdom of God. And the next day they see it come back because you were just such an amazing, faithful God. So, Lord, receive these gifts today and multiply them and use them. Use them here in our area, Father, that we would be able to reach those that are lost and hurting and help feed those that are hungry. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. If you agree with that, shout an amen with me this morning. Amen. Well, thank you for giving. They're going to go ahead and come around and serve, and we're going to get ready to do a little more worship. Anybody ready to worship? I'm ready to do some worship. Hallelujah. Thank you all for giving.
0: Hallelujah.
1: You want to stand up with me? Come on. We're going to pray one more time. Father, I thank you that you are in this place. Holy Spirit, have your way today. Have your way in this place, Holy Spirit. There are those here today that just need a fresh touch. There are those that need a new touch. Mm. There are things that need to be done that only you (coughs) can do, Father. So that we come to magnify you, we come to glorify you. Father, as our, our prayer points this morning, we pray that everything that is done here today glorifies you. And we pray for an explosion of the Holy Spirit in this place. Time. Ta- ta- It's
0: your breath in my lungs, so I pour out your praise. I pour out your praise. It's your breath my lungs, so I pour out praise, I pour out my praise, it's your breath.
1: Come on, we're going to shift for just a second. I want you to sit down where you're at. Don't move, Rylan. Cue up that video for me real quick. I need to, we're going to shift up just a hair here today. Sit down for just a minute. Sit down for just a minute. So listen, I've got this video that I told you I was going to share. But I was not going to share it at the beginning. We're going to do some more worship, so don't don't get too comfortable. But what I don't want to happen. What what I don't want to see. Is people worship from a natural excitement? I want you to worship because of a spiritual hunger, and you, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to put this in words. I need somebody that's better at, at, at English than I am. Y'all understand? Uh, too many times we worship because of something we heard, or or even the words we really like that rhythm or whatever it is. And and I wasn't going to show this video until the preaching portion because I didn't want it to be something that that we worship because of something we. So I want it to be true. And, and I believe that's where we are today. If you notice that God, God's already been moving inside us. You know, today is Pentecost Sunday. Amen. And, and but here's the thing. We're not celebrating a festival. Come on. We're not celebrating a festival. They celebrated a festival. It was the 50 days. It, it was it was a festival to them. We're celebrating because the Holy Spirit is with us. We, we aren't celebrating the Holy Spirit today because it's Pentecost Sunday. We're celebrating the Holy Spirit because he's with me every day. You understand where I'm going now, right? And, and I want to show you a video of the power of the Holy Spirit when you just allow him to be in charge of things. Listen, I, I heard of some things that happened Wednesday when I wasn't here, and I am so excited. Come, come on. And and I got permission to share a part of it. Listen, what y'all probably didn't know, I don't know if y'all did or not. You know, Jonathan did a great job of sharing because I knew what he was sharing. But the ministry didn't happen out here Wednesday. Come on. The ministry happened back there. And, And somebody said, you know, I need some men right now that can get around me and help me with something. Right? And he gathered some men. And they went in there with one purpose and came out with a whole different one. Because the Holy Ghost said, yeah, you think you need this, but you need this also And when we get out of ourselves, we realize that he has everything out and it just takes us submitting, submitting in one little area. And we'll see so much more happen. Why do you think I challenge you to come to an altar? Because just that one thing of getting up saying, you know what, I'm going to look stupid, but I don't care today. I need Jesus more than I care about them. Amen. Amen. So we're going to watch this video. It it may be hard to end. I don't know. But it's about five minutes long. But stay with me. Amen. Go ahead, Ryland. Show
2: that that video. Why did you say you came to the altar tonight? Because I want the fire, Holy Ghost fire, and I want to come upon my life. He said, I came to the altar tonight because I want the Holy Ghost fire to come on my life. He's still on a walker. But he didn't come to the altar tonight for God to heal his leg. He came for God tonight to fill him with Holy Ghost fire. Don't move because I'm praying for those legs. What touches me about that is that he has a need but his need for God supersedes his need for his knees. You know when revival will break out? When you seek God more than you seek his blessing so you got the Holy Ghost fire now let's take care of those legs you got the camera on him I did not take his cane away he put his cane to the side hold him up so he doesn't fall Connor Jaden, Josh put your hands on his knees I'll say the words you just put your hands on his knees I command those legs to strengthen in the name of Jesus. All nerve damage, everything that's out of order, every wire that's crossed, comes back to its creative order right now in the name of Jesus. Them. God's healing them, Labosata, who was Satan of Speaking other tongues, boys, listen to that generation. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth rise and be healed walk with no pain Isaiah take me by the hand you're okay let's go let's walk are you okay if you're not you got to tell me you okay let's go Jesus name in Jesus name hey you boys follow him and say in Jesus name with every step in Jesus' name. Raise that cane up over him right now. Ray, in, Jesus in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Are you okay? You feel strength? All right, now do it by yourself a little bit. In Jesus' name. In Come on, Jesus' name. healing today, I just want you to stand In Jesus' name. Up. Come on. Give me a path.
1: Stand up in if Jesus you need a healing and a touch today. Come on. Come on. i Stand name. up if you need a touch today. Come on.
2: Are you okay? Here we go. You feel strength? Come on. You feel good? Listen to where there's teenager's fixing to go. What? Do what? Oh, he said clear it out. He's going to run. Come on, Jesus. Come on. Some of us won't even go to an altar, and this kid's going to run. Give me room. Give me room. You ready? Let's go. Jesus. Hallelujah.
1: Come on, play me healing this morning.
2: Come on. You want to shoot! No? I asked you that because I asked him how does your leg feel and you said what? More strength than I ever felt before. You mean before? Like in January? You feel more strength? Go run one more time. Give him room. Give him room. Come on. Come on. Somebody run with them.
1: Some of us Somebody just need to let go and them. let God.
3: Whoa.
2: just saw a miracle right before your very eyes.
1: Jesus. Come on, y'all give a praise to the Lord. Hey, let's move on. We're going to move on for right now. We'll come back. Come on. Hey, I'm going to go ahead and dismiss our kids so we can get ready to, to, to we're just going to move straight into what we're doing today. Come on, we're going to let our, let our kids go. If you If will not grab me that stand over there. We're going to let our kids go to the back real quick. Hallelujah. Now listen, here's the thing. Yes, please. I had a friend that was in that service. Was physically there when that happened. I texted him this morning, and he said he called the church a week after to said, "Hey, is that boy still feeling okay? Not a pain, nothing, nothing." We're not talking about fanaticism here, right? Oh well, I can't do that. That's this fanatical innocent. No, no, we got to get beyond ourselves, and and we're, we're talking about being Pentecostal today. Our, our title of this message is "What Is Pentecost?" Pentecost is not a festival. Pentecost is a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. Let, let me read a couple things to you. That's why I figured we just we're going to move into this. Pentecost is the Feast of Weeks, which was observed at a time of the grain harvest and the offering of the first fruits, and it was one of the three great annual Jewish festivals. Along with the Passover and the Feast of Tabernacles or the Booths, just as Jesus' sacrifice was fulfillment of the Passover, the coming of the Holy Spirit was a fulfillment of Pentecost. We want to live in a festival. And we celebrate it once a year. But I'm here to tell you today that Pentecost is a daily experience. Because Jesus was here and he left and said, it is better for me to send you the helper, the comforter, the guide, the Holy Spirit of God, than for me to stay with you. See, before Jesus, we could see him physically. Now the Holy Ghost lives inside of us. Pentecost is revival. Are you tired of being who you are and you want to change? And you need some Holy Ghost. You need some Pentecost. You need Pentecost in your life. Well, I don't know if I believe in all that speaking in tongues, business and all that. Well, then you stay the way you are. But I'm just telling you, without the Holy Ghost, man, we don't make it through life. Well, I don't know if I should be praying in the Holy Ghost, you know, all the time in front of everybody. Paul said, I pray in the Holy Ghost more than all of y'all. I want to be like Paul, who was like Jesus. Jesus. Come on, I'm, I'm going to flip through these scriptures. I got them on the screen. Luke 24, 49. i, I got to show you all where we're coming at because i, I got to get you all to this place. i got to get you all to this place. Luke 24, 49. And behold, I will send forth upon you what my Father has promised. Who promised it, Jesus or the Father? The Father. But remain in the city of Jerusalem until you are clothed with power from on high. So they had to wait. They got instructions, and they had to what? Wait. Too many of us won't wait. We want to do it when we want to do it the way we want to do it, and we don't care what God has to say about it. Oh, no, I care what God has to say about it. Well, he told you not to go out lying and cheating and stealing, and you do that too. Just saying. We start getting the Holy Ghost inside of us, and doing those things are not going to be as easy as they used to be. Because used to it was, I don't want my mama to know. Now it's, the Holy Ghost is going to know. And I, I can't do those things. All right, flip over to Acts. It's right there. Right there in Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, verse 4. While being together with them and eating with them, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised of which he said, you have heard me speak. John baptized with water, but you will be baptized and empowered and united with the Holy Spirit not long from now. You will be baptized, you will be empowered, and you will be united with the Holy Spirit not long from now. Now flick to Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly sound came from heaven like a rushing violent wind, and it filled the whole house. Now, say whole house. Where were they at? In the upper room. It didn't say it filled the upper room, it said it filled the whole house. Filled the whole house. See, you allowing the Holy Spirit of God to fill you is going to affect things around you. Us allowing the Holy Spirit of God to flow through this church is going to affect things around us. It's going to affect the bank. It's going to affect the donut shop. It's going to continue on down the road. We pray it affects Walmart. that maybe they hire some more cashiers. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's a miracle of God right there. We need a notable miracle of God. Let's go to Walmart and they have cashiers. That's a notable miracle of God, I'm just saying. Fill the whole house where they were sitting. They appeared to them tongues resembling fire, which were being distributed among them, and they rested on each one of them as each person received. Now look at this. Received the Holy Spirit. There's a key word right there. Received. Right? I'm going to give you these keys. If he doesn't take them, he didn't receive them. Come on. Some of y'all say, Well, I want the Holy Ghost, but you ain't willing to receive him because guess what comes? When he comes, oh, by the way, I need you to lock up today after church and uh, make sure you're here at 8. There's responsibilities in there. Uh uh, yeah. There's responsibilities. Doesn't just give it to you and say, Oh, well, yeah, I'm going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. You can go out to the bar tonight. It ain't going to matter. Or you can go out and sleeping around if you want to. It ain't going to matter. You think he does that? No. We have to receive. And the problem is, is we want it done for us. We want God to move upon us and change our life while we stay sitting in our chairs. Like, I'm going to let you do all the work. It ain't going to cost me a penny because you done paid the price. Yeah, he paid the price. But you're still going to have to do something with it. You're going to have to receive it. You're going to have to get up and move. You're going to have to do something. Even Paul Saul, became Paul, had to still take a travel. He had to travel down the road of Damascus all the way down to the city being blind before he received his sight. And he was told to stay there for a little while. You see, there's things that it's going to cost us a little bit too. It's going to cost us. They appeared to them tongues resembling fire which had been distributed among them and they rested on each one of them as each person received Holy Spirit, Lord, let us receive your Holy Spirit today. And they were all filled. That is diffused throughout their being with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues, different languages, as the spirit was giving them the ability to speak clearly and appropriately. And I think that's the key right there is appropriately. Pentecost is not just about an outpouring of the spirit. It's not just about us speaking in tongues. What makes the Pentecostal church the Pentecostal church is the fact that we allow the Holy Spirit to be in control. We allow the Holy Spirit to dictate things to us. We follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. But also you can notice throughout history that the Pentecostal church has chased holiness more than some of the others. Holiness. Be ye separate, says the Lord. What is Pentecost? Pentecost is a complete transformation of your life. If God saves you and leaves you sitting out there in the ditch, what has he done for you? you got to get out of hell free card. That's all you got. But God didn't say, I'm going to save you and bring you to heaven immediately. He says, now go live your life. Or he would have done that with the apostles. He didn't do that. He says, now you go live your life. Go turn the world upside down. Go be a light to those that are lost. But we can't go out and be that person unless we allow the Holy Spirit to change and transform who we are. Now, does that happen overnight? No, we're a work in progress. I wish, I wish and pray that God would just completely transform us when we get saved, right? No more problems. No more addictions. No more faults. That would be amazing. But you know what I think? If he did that, we'd probably still end up the way we were because we have free will. We would still choose. Man, that movie looks interesting. I'm just going to go watch it anyways. And we're enticed by evil spirits and, and different things. Guys, there's so much more to Pentecost than just a story of people speaking in tongues or a story of fire falling on everyone in a room. It's not just a feeling It's not just people running around the room. Pentecost was and is one of the greatest things that have ever happened to mankind. Jesus and and him coming to earth is an amazing part of history. And I'm not belittling that. But Jesus was God with man. The Holy Spirit is God in man. Dwelling in man. You tired of being the way you were? Then wake up in the morning and say, God, I need another upper room experience. I need a Pinnell. I need an experience where I see the face of God. This is where Joshua or Jacob saw the face of God. I need a Bethel where he wrestled, where he sees the ladder. Pentecost is a daily experience. It is an outpouring of God's spirit upon his people. And can I tell you that it is never enough for me. What I got yesterday, I want more today. And the question is, is are you hungry enough to say, I want more? God is more than enough. But the problem is, is I keep pushing him out during the day. And I need a fresh touch the next morning, a fresh touch. Look look at John chapter 16. That's one book back from Acts. Look what John says. What he records. John 16, verse 7. Watch this. John 16, 7, but I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, look look at this right here, the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, counselor, the strengthener, the standby, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him, the Holy Spirit, to you to be in close fellowship with you. Verse 8. And he, when he comes, will convict the world about the guilt of sin and the need for a Savior and about righteousness and about judgment, about sin and the true nature of it. Because they do not believe in me and my message and righteousness, personal integrity and godly character. Because I am going to my father. You will no longer see me. About judgment, the certainty of it. Because the ruler of this world, Satan, has been judged and condemned. The Holy Spirit is so much more to us. But we look at that one time outpouring and say, that's it. I'm just going to walk my life. Guys, Pentecost is all about revival and revival is about Pentecost. What our prayer is, is that we see an outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon our community. Not just in this building. An explosion of the Holy Spirit. We pray that God will be glorified throughout this community, even all the way down in the dark ends of our town where things happen that nobody want to mention. We want God to be glorified, which means that area has to change. And God wants to use his church to spread the message and to carry his spirit. But we want to set and we want to celebrate and say, oh, well, well, God's going to work it out me eventually. God wants to do a miracle in your life right now to set you free from these things so you can start growing. Just like that miracle right there with that young man. But the problem is we won't even respond to that. I know people that walk out of church every week when somebody says, hey, we're here praying for people's healings today. Oh, I prayed for that six years ago. I ain't going to worry about it. We walk away. Or we struggle with sin in our life, and it's just stuff we hide. And there's an altar call where where you have an opportunity just to come and and spend some time with the Lord. Oh, well, that wasn't the altar call they gave that day. Well, the altar's still open, but we don't go to an altar anymore. Do we want to see the power of God move around us? Then it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you. Have, Have you thought about something over the last probably... Four or five months, as I look back on what God has been been talking to me, challenging me, and what he's been having me to preach, a lot of it is about cost. Cost. The the church then compared to now, they knew. They gave up everything. And now we want to be comfortable. Like earlier, you know, when I went back up there, it was like, bro, turn ACs on. It's hot in here. We just changed the air conditioning. There's people overseas that walk you know, walk an hour to go to church in the rain and they don't care because they want a move of God. And here we want to see God move in our lives and we won't even come to church on a Sunday morning at nine to pray. Well, that's too early. Well, you don't get up late for work and you go to work at seven. What's more important? What are you willing to pay the price for your life? for things that don't matter we'll get up at 4 a.m. to go deer hunting i know i I didn't say squirrel hunting so i didn't meddle too bad what is it going to cost us guys what is it going to cost us the question is is are you willing to pay the price you know what it's going to cost us it's going to cost us getting outside of ourselves and saying you know what this is going to make me uncomfortable but i'm going to do it anyways you know, God, I am gonna spend more time in prayer than I have been more time. You know why? Because I want to see me change so it'll affect people around me. Instead of, well, I'm just going to pray for them that God's going to change them. Yeah. Well, why don't you start praying about you that God will change you? And then work on those around you when you can be the best person God wants you to be. And then see how it affects those around. See, there was the Moravian prayer movement. We talked about this last week. They prayed for 100 years 24-7. It was like 30 people in the church. <laughs> Think about that for a second. 100 years, 24-7, 365, and 366. Multiple times. Leap years. Most of those people died and never saw the effects of it. Think about that. But they fell felt that they needed to pray to change things. Out of that revival well I call it revival, but out of that prayer movement as it's known, one of the ministers heard about it and he came through and visited, and he went to Welsh, and it started the Welsh revivals. One minister went there, he ended up going by Welsh, he went to Brazil, started the Brazil revivals. One guy went to the Welsh revivals and went to Canada and has started the Toronto outpouring. One guy came from the Brazilian outpouring and came to a little place called Brownsville, Florida and started the Brownsville outpouring. And I can go on and on. Azusa Street. Was a rep. It, it came from there. People. You can follow the lineages from people that said, I'm going to pray even if I don't ever see anything happen. A hundred years, and we won't come to church early and pray for 15 minutes. Fifty. What is it going to cost us to see our community change? What is it going to cost us to see our family saved? What is it going to cost us to see teenagers that walk into church not trying to get healed, but trying to get more of God? Listen, there's videos Uh, in in this exact church right there where where one of their it was like a 12 or 13 year old came up during their prayer service and I'm gonna tell you what that girl knows how to pray better than I do she come up now are we gonna pray for She said, no I want to pray for the nation and she's up there praying I'm telling you she was in it man she you know Jesus just saved me and I'm like I don't know if I know how to pray like that I'm like Jesus I gotta practice I gotta practice a lot But we come to church and and we want everything to be la-di-da and all of this. And I'm telling you that that God is moving and shifting this church into a season where we're going to see that change. But it's going to cost us something. There's a group of people here that want to see God pour out his spirit. There's a group of people here that are willing to come at 9.15, 9 o'clock. Well, generally it's 9.15 is when we start. But they come and just start praying. We put prayer points on the screen now so you know what to pray for. That way you know what we're praying about. Because we're praying about the service. On Sunday mornings, we're praying about the service and what God's going to do. We're not praying about everybody's needs out in town. That's a whole other avenue. We're praying about what we are praying for God to do in this service. That's Pentecost. That's the Holy Spirit moving. The problem is most of us get uncomfortable when we even open our mouth to pray. Guys, God is challenging you. He's challenging me to get outside uh, the other day, I got a call with, from somebody, and, and they wanted me to come pray with somebody else because they had been ministering to this person, and, and there were some issues. So I went over, and we prayed. And then this other person was on their way home, and they, they had stopped to do something else. They ended up praying for somebody else that morning. I'm like, Jesus, come on now, huh? you know? Domino effect. What is Pentecost? Pentecost is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. It is revival. It is an ongoing thing, and are you living in Pentecost, or are you living in your old life, saying that I'm okay? Look at the difference. Just look at Paul, right? Not Paul, Peter. Peter, the guy that denied Jesus, that he even cussed to make himself not look like a believer. We do those things, but then you see the same guy wants the power of the Holy Spirit's on him. He's the one standing out in front preaching. And we got, oh, Jesus, I'm fixing to go there. And we got people then filled with the power of the Holy Ghost for who knows how many years. And, and God tells them something and they'll never stand up in church because they're scared to death. Why are we scared to death? Because people in the church love to beat up on people. I had to go there. I'm sorry. Instead of encouraging each other. Pentecost. Outpouring. Revival. It's all the same thing. Pentecost was the first revival. That's all it was. Do you want revival? I'm not talking about a scheduled meeting. I'm talking about a lifestyle that overcomes a lifestyle that walks with power. That's what I'm talking about. I'm tired of of reading the stories from other places. I've seen God do these things. I've been around them. But God doesn't want to just do it in one person here and there. He wants it to flow and move through his body so that we can all experience what it is to pray for somebody and they get up and walk when they couldn't walk before. And, you know, we're still praying to believing for Connor, that his eye is completely going to be healed. And, you know, we're still praying for uh, a kidney back there, you know, that it's going to completely function and we're not going to have any problems with it. Right? Sister Minnie to be completely healed and her knees won't need to be replaced no more. Come on. I don't know about you, but I'm just crazy enough to believe that the power of God can do these things. But it's going to cost us something. Not cost us to see the miracles, it's going to cost us to see the face of God. It's going to cost us that when we pray for people, we've been in the presence of God, the Pinel, we've seen his face, we've had the upper room experiences. And we go pray for somebody, and and we're sensing what the Holy Spirit is doing, and we begin to share. What's Pentecost? It's a life-changing event, guys. And most of us go to church, and all we want to do is hear some guy get up here and talk for a little while. As long as he don't talk too long, I get to go to the restaurant, it's all good. And we feel good about ourselves. I don't want you to feel good about yourself. I want you to walk out of here with a limp. I want you to have a Bethel experience. Where the where the spirit of God comes down and touches your hip and you walk out of here and you know that you've been in the presence of God. See, and that's why I shared the video the way I did today, because I wasn't looking for fanaticism, people worshiping because they got excited because somebody else was excited. I want to see people worship because the spirit of God comes in this place. The spirit of God comes in this place. And guess what? It's going to cost us as a group, as a family of believers to invite the Lord into this place and that he would remain, that he would remain. You know what he likes? The praises of his people. Oh, well, we got that part. He likes the prayers of his people. Oh, well, we do that from home. We're not talking about your home experience. We're talking about here, a manifest presence of the God, of God, the Shekinah glory, which is kind of weird because Shekinah means glory but it's the manifest presence of God that that he would come into this place and it would begin to change people. As a pastor, you know, the hardest part for me is to pray with people and watch them leave the same. I'm not the one that does it. God is. I'm not the one that does anything to them. I just pray and believe and anoint and whatever it is. But I want to watch the power of God get a hold of people that they completely transform their lives. And not because of me, not because of a program, because of the power of God. And that's my challenge to you today. Are you part of the Pentecost, or you just show up? Are you wanting the Spirit of God to move through you, or are you saying, I don't have time? I don't have any more time. I promise you, you have time. I've been rearranging my schedule. You've got time. It just may not be able to do everything we like the way we like to do them. But are those people around you worth it? Are you worth it? Are you worth it is the key. See, to to sit there and say that I'm going to pray until I see the hand of God move tonight. Or 15 minutes, whichever one comes first. My show comes on in 15 minutes. That's what we do, though. Listen, I have to turn my phone off most of the time. And I've turned messaging off on my iPad so I don't see the messages come through when I'm reading the word. Because a lot of times I read it in here so I can highlight it. and That way I can go back to it later. So I turned all my messaging off on my iPad. I have no games on my iPad so that I'm not tempted while I'm sitting there reading it. We've got to change our schedules. We've got to change our schedules because the thing is, is God wants to move in this area. He has been pouring it out, and that well has been dug, and the waters are there. But now he's looking for people that will say, "I, I want more water in there. It's not deep enough just yet. And and it's not about just the blessings of God, but it's it's reaching down and saying, but God, I want more of you. I want more of you. How far do you want to go? What's enough? Are you satisfied? That's the thing. We get satisfied because we fill ourselves up with so many natural things. So many natural things. We stay so busy with so many natural things. But today the question is, is are you ready to have an, um, an, a Pentecost upper room experience? Regardless if you think you've had one before, to say, you know what, God, I need a new one. It doesn't matter to me. I want another one. I had one the other day. I want another one anyways. It's, it's an ongoing thing. Amen. Do I have the worship team here? We're going to get ready to, to, to sing a little bit. and We're going we're gonna to do some prayer. We're gonna do a little prayer. Whew, yeah, we're gonna do some prayer. I told y'all we were gonna go back to some songs. Pentecost is not a not a festival; it's an experience. It is a life changing experience. And today the question is, are you are you willing to receive him? Are you wanting to receive him? Fully receive him. That's a lot of times is, is we only want so much that we, we're comfortable, but we don't go any further. Are we willing to receive? You see, when we were singing that song earlier, Great Are You, Lord, it was it was awesome to me to to hear everybody sing. But so many times, what we really need is for the music to just stop, just the music play along, maybe a song we don't know. So we stop focusing on, are we singing it in key? Are we singing the right word? Are we singing it in rhythm? And just say, God, I want to worship you anyways. That's the whole thing. So here's what I want us to do. Worship team is going to pray, going to play. Y'all go ahead and play. Holy Spirit, we're going to play Holy Spirit. Just a very simple song. And what I what we were talking about earlier is there was a song I put in there, but it was so busy, and I'm like, you just can't worship to that one. It wasn't the right version of the song I was looking for. We're just going to play it soft, and I want you to come to the altar. We're going to come and pray for you. But it ain't about that today. Today it's going to be about this. God, I want an upper room experience. God, maybe I want a Bethel experience. Where I want you to bless me. But I'm going to I'm willing to limp if I need to. So just come to find a place at the altar today. Stand up if you want to, come kneel down, but get out of your seat and do something different. If you want a healing, come get up here. You can't expect things to change and you don't do anything different. And that's what we do.
0: That's what we do. Jesus. Thank you, sir. I want more of you, Lord. There's nothing worth more.
1: Come on, there's plenty of room, guys. Come on. Come Close. kneel in the front chairs if you need to. No Come on, there's
0: plenty of room. You're Come on, guys. Oh, Jesus. Your presence. Oh, Jesus. We need a fresh outpouring today, oh God. Not taste it and
3: see
1: God, I want a fresh outpouring. I need a fresh touch Oh Jesus What I had yesterday God I want more of you Stay right there. Just keep playing the music. Come on, here's what I want you to do. Just raise your hands up to the Lord right now. Come on, raise your hands up to the Lord. Raise your hands up to him, wherever you're at. Holy Spirit, just tell him, Holy Spirit, I receive you now. Holy Spirit, I receive you now. Oh yes I
0: receive you now
1: know how to pray in the spirit, I want you to begin to pray right now. Come on. If you want to be baptized in the Holy Ghost, you don't know how to, how to pray in the spirit. I want you to come right up here in the middle right here and we're going to pray for you real quick. Come on. We're going to pray for you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit today. Come right up here in the middle, right here by the flowers. Right there's fine. You stand right in there. Come on, y'all pray with me. Come on.
0: else.
3: To be
1: by your presence. No, Lord, Come on, if you want prayer this morning for the Spirit, baptism of the Holy Spirit, I want you to get up here. Come on,
0: anybody else?
1: guys, let's pray, come on,
0: Jesus,
1: your presence, come on, keep praying, come on, keep praying, girl. come on,
0: Jesus, Let it river flow, let it flow. Holy spirit have your way Have your way Jose. Jose 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 turn around Jose
1: Come on, come on, Father, just release it.
0: Your spirit flow, Abba flow down, Abba flow down. Abba she had a double seat today among those
1: On, you'll keep praying for her. Come on. God's not done yet. Yes. There's just a few more we're praying for up here. Come on. Come on. Don't check out on me yet. Don't check out on me yet. Don't worry about the kids. They're not bothering nothing. Freedom,
0: praise, display.
1: Come on. There's people getting free. Come on.
0: Showers some mercy and grace. E i
1: last time right guys sometimes getting outside of our comfort zone is powerful you know i noticed something over here there's some some tears and some snot left up there on the altar somebody got a breakthrough come on y'all think i'm just being funny but i'm serious i'm not gonna tell you where it was either because y'all may be trying to think who was that i'm going back on the live stream Listen, finding tears up here on the edge of this thing thats what it's for. It's what it's for. People coming up to an altar and, and, and you got tears, I promise you, man, listen, you don't just be, you know, crying little bitty tears when you're getting breakthroughs. That's them boohoo tears, right? That's them all-the-way tears. And that means that that person is like, God, I got nowhere else. That's <laughs> all I got right here. you know what? I'm willing to lay it all out. And that's what we've got to be. I want the power of God flowing in my life, flowing through my life to change me, to to see things around me changed. And any time the enemy tries to to bring me back to who I was, I fight tooth and nail. I'm not that guy. And a lot of times he tries to remind me of my past. I say, you must have the wrong house. (laughs) I don't live there. You got the wrong guy. I don't know that guy no more. He's been gone a long time. Amen. Listen, this is what church is supposed to be right here. So now we get to go out and change the world. Amen. Be nice to our waiters and waitresses at lunchtime. Don't be, you know, Christians are the stingiest ones when it comes to tithing, uh, to uh, tipping, they say. See yes, this. So just always think of it this way. Every believer should be great at 10%. You should be able to take ten percent of any number there is. Just leave a ten percent tip, man. You know that's it's easy. That's what I do. I just I can tell you ten percent of anything. Show me a Christian who can't give me ten percent, and they're probably not a tither. <laughs> that's why I roll on ten percent because I know I can figure that on any number. <laughs> so let's be a blessing today, Amen. Let's be a blessing, Amen. Come on, give the Lord some praise before we go home to stay. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you all, worship team, for, for following all of that. Yes, sure, yeah. You can go ahead and turn the live stream off.